Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story A Quiet Classroom Prayer. The seven men gathered around in the small classroom. Everywhere else, they would be interrupted or in someone's way. They began to discuss their problems. Two of the seven men had court cases the next day. The outlook was grim. The group had gathered in this empty classroom to pray for them, begging God to intercede on their behalf. Prayer truly brings together men of all backgrounds. They were rednecks, ex-Marines, a pharmacist, a lawyer, even a former preacher. All of them united in prayer for this common goal. One man, a Bible student, began to read from the Psalms and from John. The rest stood in a circle, heads bowed, listening to the Word of God. Once the scripture readings were finished, they all knelt on the cold tile. Each man took turns praying for the two men, praying that God would soften the hearts of the court. The former preacher started speaking in a loud voice talking as if he were at a revival. Each successive man gave a short prayer, ending with the lawyer. Please give those on the court wisdom, love, and compassion, the lawyer concluded. Amen, they all said. Everyone stood, and instinctively the men embraced each other. Several of them were in tears. Joy rippled through the group. If nothing else, they had gathered together in the presence of God for a few minutes and felt strengthened for whatever might come next. The men left the classroom in groups of two or three, sneaking back to the dormitories in time for roll call. They did not want any of the other prisoners labeling them Jesus Freaks. Thankfully, no guards had interrupted their prayer.
these seven very different men from very different walks of life did have one thing in common. They were all inmates at Federal Prison Camp Montgomery at Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama. Two of them were scheduled for parole hearings the next day, facing an extremely strict parole board. After their evening in prayer, one was released and the other was scheduled for parole. Neither were technically eligible under the guidelines, but somehow they both were given clemency. Word travels fast in prison. While some of their fellow inmates mocked the prayer session before, after the parole hearings, all were in awe of what had happened. All seven men gave thanks to God for hearing their prayers. Many of them were recent converts, including the lawyer, but they had already seen the Lord work wonders in men. While most of the men in this prison were Southerners or rednecks, this lawyer, Chuck Colson, was from Boston, an Ivy League graduate who moved into the highest circles of power in Washington, D.C. Even after achieving everything he thought important in life, serving as a top aide to the President of the United States and running his successful re-election campaign, Chuck's life felt empty. Converted following an encounter with an old acquaintance and reading C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity, Chuck was swept up in the legal fallout of a massive scandal. While he did not commit the crimes he was accused of, Chuck pled guilty to other crimes he had not been charged with to partially atone for his dirty political activities over the years. The man who once claimed that he would walk over his grandmother to get President Richard Nixon reelected and who was nicknamed Nixon's Hatchet Man, a lawyer who found the peace of Christ amid an American political scandal, a scandal known as Watergate.
And for this week, that's the word. The subject of today's story was suggested by Derek. Thank you very much, Derek. Really enjoyed researching this one. I have to say, I've always been fascinated by American history. I know a little bit about Watergate, but I've never heard about Chuck Colson before. Right. He wasn't actually involved with Watergate itself. And that was one thing that they were trying to get him with in the prosecution. And that's why he didn't plead guilty to those charges. However, he was very disturbed after his conversion by his reaction to Watergate. When he heard about Watergate, he was talking with the president and said, we got to find out who did this because they did a sloppy job. And we got to stop this kind of bad work. If we're going to do break-ins, we got to do it well and not sloppily. He realized later on that even if he hadn't committed any particular crimes that were explicitly illegal that someone was charging him with, he was still part of that culture and part of creating that culture where the ends justified the means. You could do anything to get to this lofty goal. I think that's an interesting part of his conversion story. It's not so much that he got caught, and even if he didn't commit the crime, he was still associated with the group that did. It was more of recognizing that he needed to change his whole mentality and outlook in life. Now it's trivia time. Da, 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 da. Last story's trivia question was, What was Saul's reaction to Jonathan's victory? The answer is, Saul, who had sworn a rash oath, almost put his son Jonathan to death. You really can't make up stuff in the Old Testament. There's a lot of stories in the Bible. This story's trivia question is, What surprising friend did Chuck Colson make after his conversion, which landed him on 60 Minutes. That question again. What surprising friend did Chuck Colson make after his conversion, which landed him on 60 Minutes? I will give you a hint. You will not find this answer in the Bible. If you think you know the answer, email us or contact us on social media and let us know. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story, A Quiet Classroom Prayer, at thunderrock.org, where you can read Chuck Colson's book, Born Again. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas, like Derek did. Thanks for listening. And join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.